Welcome, welcome, welcome. We're here. It is Monday, November 6th for us in the United States. I, as you see on your right to my right, we have a guest host today, Ginny Parent. Ginny, hello. Welcome to the show. Hi, it's so wonderful to be here. Thank you for inviting yes. me to serve as a co-host. Yes, when Mandy was traveling for business, the first person we thought of was you. So we're so grateful that you accepted our invitation to co-host. And um, we're just excited about our guest today. Now, yeah. I am. Did you do anything fun or interesting this weekend? Hmm. I reunited with friends who I hadn't seen in over a year. And it was all women and we made candles and took walks. And yeah, it was beautiful. How about you? How was your weekend? I know it was busy. <laughs> <laughs> I was moving this weekend, so it was quite hectic. But um we're here, we got everything set up. That was my main goal is to get everything all set up here so we could stream live with our guests. We're so excited. So that was the excitement of my weekend, an amazing uh, you know, transition for me. So happy. Yeah, uh, so you moved from California to Las Vegas, right? I did, yes. From Los oh. Angeles to Las Vegas. So we're here now, and we're going to explore the city and get to know it and see what happens. So I'm excited about that. Um, so I want to tell you a story about our guest. So our guest today, Pauline Nguyen, she's coming to us from the future. So right now it's about 8 o'clock a.m. where she is on Tuesday. And I first met Pauline when I was uh, the guest, the host for the Digital MPI Meeting Professional International WEC conference in June. And, and Pauline was amazing. It was an amazing interview. She vibrates on a very high vibration. So this summer, I was writing my book and I went on a writer's retreat to Minnesota. I was in Grand Marais, Minnesota. And I was listening to her book when I was there, when I was driving there, because it's like a three hour drive from Duluth. And when I would go for a walks in the morning and night, I was listening to her book, The Spiritual Entrepreneur. And so whenever I think about my writing retreat, Pauline's voice is in my head because she I listened to the whole book while I was there with so many walks. And it was amazing. I was taking notes and going back and re-listening. So with that, I would like to bring Pauline Wynn to the stage. So here's Pauline there. We give you a round of applause there. Welcome. Yes. Welcome to the show. Um, and I think I always love to start with an interesting question. But see, I already asked uh, Pauline my one interesting question in Cancun. So I'll start with this one here. And you said in the past that nothing grows fast in safe spaces. What do you mean by that? You know, when you hear, first of all, I, uh, I want to thank you for having me. And um, it brings me joy to hear you say that you were listening to my book. Um, I also have some very powerful meditations and it, it brought to mind when um, some of the men who listen to my meditation say, I go to sleep with you every night. And now my wife also goes to sleep with you every night. So we go to sleep with you together. It, yes. it, it, it makes me giggle. Uh, it was a joy to meet you in, um, in Cancun, Armani. Thank you so much. And um, yeah, I, I, I love what you said about my keynote as well. So thank you. What do I mean by nothing grows fast in safe spaces? Um, every next level of your life is going to demand a next level version of you. And so I hear so much when people give me feedback and they say, oh, you know, I'm in a safe space. I, I want to um, meet like-minded people. And so when you say that you, you're, you're looking for a safe space, it is assuming that the space is not safe. It's presupposing that whatever you're going to go into, there's danger involved. 
but we don't want we don't do these things to stay the same we don't do these things to stay the same and so we have to accept that um when someone says you know i want to be around like-minded people i want to be around people with the same vibration but i don't want to be around like-minded people <laughs> i want to be around people who think unlike me otherwise it, it, it's uh there's there's no growth for me and so to assume or presuppose that we're always looking for safe spaces really slows down our growth that's what i mean by nothing grows fast in safe spaces okay okay i like it i like it so you know jenny i will go back and forth we'll play like tennis with the questions so jenny i'll let you ask your first question Sure. I think I need to start at the baseline for our, our viewers and our, our watchers, right? So Pauline, talk to us. What is a spiritual entrepreneur? Oh, that's a really great question. I'll tell you what um, a spiritual entrepreneur um, is not, what, uh, what spirituality is not. Let me chunk it down first. I teach a very different type of spirituality. The spirituality that I teach has nothing to do with religion. Right. I, I just need to make that absolutely clear um, to be spiritual is to live your life in spirit and inspired and being very deliberate about that. And so we craft our life by absolute design and not default. So things, questions like, hey, what do I need to do in order to feel the way I need to feel? What do I need to what what purposeful actions do I take every day? Asking other questions like, who do I need in my orbit to help me to get to where I want to go faster? And so we're very deliberate about the people we accept into our field. And then, of course, you know, we've been so mind-centric for so many um, decades. We're, we, it's now all about the heart. The third question, what would love do? What would love do? And having that understanding that we're here on this earth to do three things, to evolve, to push humanity forward, and to do it with joy. And so, you know, joy is very deep and permanent versus pleasure, which is temporary. So it leads back to all those three questions. What do I need to do to feel the way I want to feel? Who do I need in my orbit to help me to get to where I want to go faster? What would love do, you know? And, and what spirituality is not, it's not uh, peace, love, and mung beans. It's about uh, standing in your power. Uh, so we, we speak very much about power and, and not force. So mm -hmm. a spiritual entrepreneur designs their life so that they're always living in their truth so that they're not living by the old paradigms of you got to work so hard that you know you get sick and diseased and diseased it's consistently standing in your power so what what does that mean that's a very um i guess uh, a, a phrase that's thrown around a lot it has to do with sovereignty. What does it mean to be your sovereign self? This is the idea that there is no power or authority outside of you. There is no power or authority outside of you required to live your own independent life. And so what, what does that mean? We take full responsibility for um, our actions. We take full responsibility for the chaos we've created in our lives and consistently asking if Every next level of my life demands a next level version of me. How can I continue to upskill? How can I continue to uplevel myself? How can I continue uh, again and again to create the best version of the greatest vision I hold of myself because we owe it to life, right? Um, Armani tells us that he's moved from LA and is now living in Las Vegas. And, um, you know, someone at 50 shouldn't be doing that. It's like, yes, you should. <laughs> yes, you should continually be reinventing. We're not meant to stay safe. We're not meant to stay the same, you know? And then on a personal level, what does 
does um, standing in your power mean? It means no more self-betrayal, no more lying to yourself. We speak authentically with skillfulness and truth and candor. And so what, what, is, what, is, what is candor? There's a lot of skills that come with candor, right? And so it's this profound commitment to reveal rather than conceal. And so this profound commitment to reveal our stories, um, to show ourselves as our vulnerable true self, and how can we take that into entrepreneurship, into our business, and have that shine like the sun from the inside out in everything that we do. And, mm-hmm. and I think that is the, the most impactful um, influence and persuasion skill that you can have in this game called business and in this game called life, right? And, you know, when we, when we are our true self, it takes no effort. It takes no effort when we're living a lie. That's when you get really tired and and age really quickly because you're living someone else's dream and not yours. Yeah. That's the stressor, right? That's when we feel the pressure, the stress when we're not living authentically. Yeah. So can you kind of expand that? Because you gave me some great reasons as to why you feel we're meant to move around frequently. Can you kind of share your thought process on that? Well, don't you think we owe it to life to continue to give life to life? <laughs> uh, it, it makes no sense for me that, okay, I've, um, I've, I've gone to, you know, I've had my education, I've got my family, I, I now live in a house in the suburbs and I'm going to live here and, and, and just do this until the day I die. Don't, is it, don't we owe it to life to uh, every time we learn a new skill, every time we develop a new character trait, every time we um, meet new people, create new um, businesses and create new offerings to better the world, we create new genes. We actually live a longer life. I want to be around for my kids. Mm-hmm. I, I want to continually be creating um, uh, new experiences. My children are watching me. My children are watching me. And so I think the best uh, way that we can influence and teach people is by exampleship. And that's that's exactly what, what, what it is to live your life in spirit and inspired. You're not going to be in spirit and inspired if you stay in the same space until the day you die. Mm. And, and also it's very boring. Let's yeah. face it. It's, it's very boring. We will die a very slow death with, you know, this in quiet misery. But you know what? If that's your jam knock yourself out. <laughs> we all have a choice, right? We all have a choice. But I dare say it is my hallucination that everyone listening to this podcast is not in that space. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Well, great. and I, I've also read, right, we create new neuropathways, right? When we learn something oh, new, when we yeah. grow. Yeah. Yeah. I want to be, don't you want to be around? Don't you want to be around longer for you, you know? And so um, the spirituality that I teach also is I, I really believe it's time to take spirituality out of the clouds and back into our bodies where it belongs. What does that mean? So it it, it means, um, you know, it's not this airy fairy woo woo. I, I don't, I don't teach, you know, tarot card reading, crystal balls, um, you know, palm, palm reading, all those things. That's, 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 I leave that to other people to do. But what I do is um, the, the semantics. So we understand, we have to understand how human behavior works, um, how, um, you know, the, you know, have some understanding of NLP, how human nature works, the the mechanisms of our mindset, but then also taking it back into our bodies, the somatic. 
if the question is, what do I need to do to feel the way I want to feel? We can change our biochemistry so quickly through the correct movement. Um, Jenny, you're in nutrition, through the correct nutrition, through the correct breath work, activation, meditation. So not only do we have to um, uh, see things from a semantic level of mind, it has to also be the somatic of the body because this body here, this instrument of consciousness was with me from the day I was born until the day I die, right? <laughs> You're going to have to work on this one. And then the third part, this is um, the secret source why I get incredible, incredible results for my clients is I combine it with the soulmatic of the spirit, the shamanic practices um, based on nature's medicine, based on sound medicine, based on frequency and vibration of the voice of the drum, which mimics the heartbeat. So it's always the connection between the semantic, the somatic and the soulmatic. And then the magic happens there. Oh, I love it. it. Love, love it. it. So, Pauline, the, oh, go ahead, Jenny, and then I'll go after you. Go ahead. What, what do you see? What are the greatest mistakes? And I even hate to use the word mistake, but what are the greatest mistake entrepreneurs tend to make in your experience with your teaching? And um, so I um the people who 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 come into my world mm-hmm. are either spiritually bankrupt. Yeah. They may have a lot of money in the bank and mm-hmm. they're like, I have a lot of money in the bank. I've got all these houses. I've got all these cars. I've got, all, but I'm, why am I still miserable? Why am I um, uh, diseased and diseased? Or I have clients who actually come to me who are, who are really quite ill. Um, and um, what, what's, what's the missing piece? Uh, when you say mistakes, there's gazillion mistakes, right? Financial mistakes, emotional mistakes, relationship mistakes. But the, the missing piece is their spirit is down the corridor playing cards ready to leave. <laughs> or, or any <laughs> one piece, right? <laughs> right? And so um, and the asking the simple questions like, when was the last time you laughed? Yeah. When, when was the last time you really enjoyed your sexual energy? When was the last time you were around in spirit and inspired people? When was the last time you were just deliberately silly and playful and childish? We get shit done as well, but we Mm -hmm. do it in states of passion, power, poise, play, perpetual silliness. And so what is this? This is medicine. Mm-hmm. This is medicine, and they've shut down their lives to the medicine. And so, one of the things that I, I, um, um, I, I encourage them to do is, in your day, in your day, have you checked how many times you allowed your body to experience love? Mm. Have you get, write, write a tally? Write a tally. You know, yeah. um, how, how many times a day did you allow your body to experience? joy or relaxation, write the tally. And then it's like, oh, I, I woke up and I looked at my dog and there was so much love for my dog. Okay, write that down. Yeah. Uh, and then I enjoyed my coffee and, oh, I t- love my coffee. Okay, write that down. I looked at, I went in and hugged my child and there was so much love. Write that down. And then when we pay attention and then your dog comes. <laughs> and, then we pay, <laughs> and then we pay attention to those things and we write those. Do you think that when you pay attention to something, you're going to amplify more of that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and so, and then, and then what we find, we find is that 
holy shit, I actually experience love and joy and relaxation and play so many times in my life. It's just that cognitively, I don't acknowledge it. Amani, so I know it's your turn, but Pauline, what do you say to the folks who say oh, that can wait for the weekend, right? That's what I was for years and years. Wait for the weekend. Okay. I, I, I don't say anything to them because they're, they're fighting to hold on to their problem. Mm. Um, if, if you asked me before, what's one mistake I see, I don't call them out on their mistake because I need permission. I, I, I won't say anything to those people who say, I'll leave it to the weekend. If you are fighting to hold on to your problem, who am I to fight with you? I have no desire to fight with you. Carry on. Who am I? You know, <laughs> um, enjoy your slumber. <laughs> I'll find this way. I have yeah. no desire to to fight those who want are fighting on uh, to hold on to their problems. And so it always works better when we have permission. Once you have permission, do you give me permission to uh, hold your hand while we walk down the long hall of mirrors? But I need your permission first. Otherwise, we're both wasting our time. <laughs> and so to answer your question, what would I say to those people? I wouldn't. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. So shout out. Mandy is tuning in from the airplane. So thank you for your dedication and paying attention, Amen. Mandy. Enjoy Hi, your trip. Mandy. So also shout out to uh, Marilyn, who's in Rancho Santa Margarita, California. Now, my question is, I have a two-part question. I'm going to read a quote that you shared, and then I want to ask a follow-up. So the quote is, the life we live are the lessons that we teach. So we all have the responsibility to teach what we have learned. Why is this important? Oh, my goodness. It's one of the most important things. I'll add to that. The life we live are the lessons that we teach the lessons that we teach must be the life that we live. Mm -hmm. And so we are in this space, Armani, where we're in business, we're in entrepreneurship, we um, are, are keynote speakers, we teach, we mentor, we, we coach. People can smell a bullshit artist a mile away. Mm -hmm. If you want to learn from someone, learn from someone who has walked the walk. Learn from someone who has had direct experience of it, not from some youngin who's spent seven bucks on an online NLP course. <laughs> you want someone who's, you know, fallen to their knees in business. You want someone who has lived life and has now has the stories to tell the direct experience because then there's a difference between knowledge. You can learn anything so YouTube, as much as you want. But when you don't have the life experience, you have no wisdom. That's when wisdom comes in. So there's a difference between knowledge and wisdom. Learn from those who have the wisdom, who, who are now wise because they've actually walked it. They have the stories to tell. They have the different perspectives to tell. And so um, uh, we have to teach what we know because people can smell a bullshit artist a mile away. Yeah. Amen. So the life we live are the lessons that we teach, but the lessons that we teach must also be the life we live. We have to walk the walk. We have to be influential through exampleship. Yes. Yes. Now, the second part would be what lesson have you learned since I last saw you in June? Oh, how 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 long ago was that? June. I, I, it, yeah. It's, it, yeah, it's it's always so much more than four months ago, isn't it? So, um, <laughs> one of the um, this will be this is a personal question. 
this is a personal response and I um, am going through, I'm 51 this year. I'm going through um, menopause, perimenopause. Mm -hmm. And so my body has changed. Um, uh, my posture has changed. My, uh, a lot of things I used to be able to do, I can't do anymore. And at first it was, wow, this is, is this what it's about? It's, it's, and um, I challenged, I was challenged. I was frustrated and then it's like, okay, I also have the ability to reframe this, to really reframe this. And as when I was um, challenged to go, all right, I'm going to fight this. Uh, this is not happening. This can't happen to me. And my reframe is now I wake up and I find all the love that I have for this glorious body. I love you, my body for carrying me through all these years of um, uh, celebration and turmoil and, and turbulence and allowed me to give birth to two beautiful, beautiful children, allows me to still work hard every day. And so it was that shift where this is another part of, you know, um, take the spirituality and all these theories out of the clouds and put it back into your body. And mm. so I, I, um, I now give so much love to my body every day, more love than I usually do. And so um, it's that celebration of this vehicle, of this beautiful instrument of consciousness. And I, that was a huge learning piece for me because I know for many, many women, it's a struggle. And of course we do the, the, um, the, the, the 3D stuff. You know, I, I see a doctor, um, hormone therapy, getting it balanced, trying a whole lot of different things for so long. But the thing that changed and, and really taught me a lot was whatever happens, my body deserves more love, not less. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Thank you for sharing. Over to you, Jenny. Oh, it's so beautiful. I I, I coach women uh, perimenopause. I'm 49, so I'm right there. And so it's such a uh, it's it's such a different time. And I love it. Is you, yeah. you talked, Pauline, about how you know you attribute much of your success to, to lots of things, but re-engineering beliefs, re-engineering yeah. their beliefs. And I mean, you just taught that was just the most beautiful example of reframing. The life we live has to be the lessons that we teach. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> so, so what do you say, though, to those entrepreneurs who are stuck in their way of thinking and their way of looking at those things and they want to become more open and they want to change how they how they reframe, how they, you know, think differently. Yeah. What's your advice? Yeah, so, so you just gave me permission to answer the question because you said for those who want to change. I learned. For those who don't want to change, I don't, I don't, I don't right. speak to them, you know, but yeah. the, um, uh, there are, there are steps. Um, and I'll, 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 it's, um, I have a very, very powerful, um, uh, course and you have me live for three months called the spiritual entrepreneur accelerator um three months it starts in february and um you can have a look at all the testimonials on my website for the profound profound transformations but i need permission first i need permission so that you can get out of your own way but what i would say to those people is it is, we play in the somatic, the somatic and the soulmatic. The very first step is if you give me permission, we can 
walk down this long hall of mirrors together. Why do I say it's a long hall of mirrors? Because it's a beautiful journey to understand your beautiful, beautiful, beautiful self and why you do the things that you do. Because when we understand all those things first, then there will be less fear. The more we, the better we understand ourselves, the less we fear change in the world, the better we understand ourselves and know ourselves, the less we will fear others, the better we understand ourselves and know ourselves, the less we are going to fear ourselves and our own power. And so um, it's a beautiful journey to understand yourself better. And what is at the end of the road? I was saying earlier, I teach, what, what am I selling? I'm selling freedom. Mm-hmm. freedom from old paradigms freedom from the shackles that you've created for yourself i'm selling the freedom to play to express but all at the same time we get very serious about business and entrepreneurship we we never let you know it's one foot in the spirit world and one foot in this um very real 3d world and that's why it's called the spiritual entrepreneur and and not the spiritual hippie um <laughs> But so to answer your question, Jenny, it's that first opportunity to really understand self, because how can you possibly understand others or the external when you don't understand self first? That's the first part of the journey. And so the course is three months. The first month is about power. Um, And I explained earlier on this um, on this interview what power and sovereignty really is. Um, And then life life changes. Life changes. We're surrounded by synchronicities and synergies. And um, we learned this in the second month about influence, about relationships, influencing ourselves, how to influence others. And then the third month is called magnetism, how to become a badass manifester. Once we now know our power and then understand our um, influence, we get to now play in the quantum field we get to play and how we influence the quantum field and um it's what is what is spirituality it's simply physics that has yet to be explained yeah yeah i love the timing of this interview because february it's getting through not getting through but going through holidays and then you have the opportunity to take the course it sounds amazing now pauline you've been through an immense amount of trauma How can one get through feelings of resentment if after trauma, resentment still exists in their mind? So if I can make the distinction between the traumatic event, the traumatic event for me was um, growing up with a father who suffered terribly from PTSD. The traumatic event was being beaten up um, from the age, from a very young age until I ran away from home at 17. Um, and it was mental, physical, um, emotional, spiritual abuse. We were also made to work in the family businesses. So I think mentally and physically, we were strong. We were really strong. I started working full time in the family businesses when I was seven. We had to get good grades as well. Otherwise, we were were, were beaten with um, um, uh instruments and um spiritually emotionally we were a mess we were an absolute mess so that that is the traumatic event when we speak about the trauma when you say armani the trauma that we hold in our minds trauma also is locked in our organs locked in our bodies and so this is why the um my method is we not only speak to the semantic of the mind 
we also have to understand where it's located in the heart. Why is the heart so contracted? Why is the fear and um, uh, uh, shame still stuck in our hearts and our kidneys and our livers? And this is why we have to now address the somatic of the body. How can I now get rid of the, the trauma? The trauma is the um, response to the traumatic event. And so the event is so far gone in the past, but is because it's still stuck in our bodies, which is why we relive it. But we're reliving it now as a very different evolved human being or not, or not. And then, of course, the soulmatic work, the quantum work, the shamanic work, that's when the healing really is done from a, a DNA um, level, from a, um, a cosmic level. And so first you have to understand that, that is the traumatic event so far in the past. And if you wish, if you're still not wanting to fight to hold on the uh, to the identity of victim, if you want to let that go, if you want to get let go of victim consciousness and now adopt and make firm decision that you now want to have the identity of co-creator, creator consciousness, then we can go and have some fun. And, and let's now do all the somatic work to release that from your body so that it's not holding you shackled anymore. And so there's processes, right? There's processes. It's not as easy as Pauline answer a question on a podcast and you're done because you're, you're, you're repairing decades, decades of work. But when we can understand that's how it happens, we work with the somatic of the mind, somatic of the body, and then we go somatic as well. And we can fold time and it happens very, very much quicker than expected. Um, I have a client who, um, I have a lot of clients with very similar stories. He was seeing a psychotherapist for six years, um, uh, was um, in jail for um, drugs and a whole lot of crime. He came out with a lot of trauma and um, he'd read my book when he was in Kenya. He has a business in Kenya. Um, the book is The Way of the Spiritual Entrepreneur, The Seven Secrets to Becoming Fearless, Stress-Free and Unshakable in Business and in Life, the book that you read, yes. Armani. And so yes. he, he came to Australia and we had um, we'd booked in for six sessions. We had probably two sessions and he said, feeling good is my new norm. I, I didn't realize that this was available to me. I, I didn't realize. Um, and it's really powerful, powerful work. And and that was he and I meeting at sunrise um, when I told him, okay, you're, you you will, will, will meet at first light. It'll still be dark. You need to walk out of, through this um, field where we'll be standing on the cliffs watching the sun rise because it's the most potent, power, powerful healing um, um potency healing frequency of the day and so we literally watch the sun rise so that it activates the mitochondria we heal from the inside out we do the breath work i do the shamanic work we are surrounded by the power of the ocean mother earth father sun and then after a couple of hours of that we will jump in the ocean so that we can be ignited through um the the salt water which is um, the most powerful Faraday cage, um, nature's most powerful Faraday cage, and it will neutralize all these harmful EMFs that's holding into your body. And we will do movement work. And and he said, are you on crack? <laughs> he said, are you on crack? And I said, maybe, maybe. Um, but uh, two of the six sessions is like, far out, feeling good is my new norm. 
I, yeah. I didn't realize this was available to me. Um, and yeah. so many beautiful stories like that. So many beautiful stories. So through all that, how are you not resentful from your past? Because I decided, Amani, I decided. I, I reframed um, and um, it was making me sick. Mm -hmm. I, I, I didn't want to be victim anymore. So I'm, I'm not resentful. I was. I was when I was an amateur human being. But when I decided <laughs> to have children, it's like I need to be more professional, a more professional human being than this. This is not good for my spirit. And so I look back at all those years and I see it as my training. It is my mm. training. Yeah. We, we all have so much to learn from our path. And yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So Polly and yeah. I have to, yeah, it's kind of switch gears just a little bit because we have to talk food, right? So <laughs> yeah, yes. I mean, yeah, your, your connection with the restaurant business and getting into that and your passion for Vietnamese food. Yeah. Just talk to us about yeah, why was that important to you? And I do love, by the way, your comment about your first book, right? You you wrote it um, and it was about your life, but you framed it as a cookbook because you thought no one would read it. Is that? Oh, no, no. I, I um, uh, so to, for, for the audience, um, the book that I mentioned earlier, The Way of the Spiritual Entrepreneur, it won um, Best Small Business and Entrepreneurship book of the year in the year of its release the book that you're speaking to jenny is called okay. secrets of the red lantern mm -hmm. and stories and recipes from the heart i have a restaurant called red lantern we've been in business for 21 years it is the most awarded vietnamese restaurant in the world we just won another award um, on tuesday so pretty good for 21 years still um it's not easy we've fallen to our knees so many times but we're simply because we're still around simply because we have more grit <laughs> than anyone else we know. Um, uh, so when you say, it's, uh, why is it so important to me, Jenny? It was literally beaten into me <laughs> when I was a kid. Um, my parents had a restaurant, an ice cream parlor, a video library, um, a driving school, a cafe. So he was quite the entrepreneur. And we all worked, my brothers and I worked in the family business, um, you know, a, a lot, a lot. Uh, I started working when I was seven. And so... Along with that, there is always this, a pre, my parents practice mastery. There's always something they can do better with said recipe. There's always some, a better way for this uh, coffee, for these coffee beans to get extracted. There's always a better way to uh, froth the milk. There's always a better way to cook this broth. And so that sense of mastery was always, well, had, had been drilled into me at a very young age. And so we have a beautiful restaurant now. Um, we have had for a very long time. And I'm a professional eater. Uh, I, I say that seriously because I, I was um, a, a food critic at one stage. Um, I, I know flavor. I, I know texture. I know quality. I know not quality. Um, I'm, I'm not a professional uh, chef, though. I can cook, but I don't chef at the restaurant. But what what is it all about for me? The, the Red Lantern, its motto, its credo, its inspiration is to uplift the human spirit 
through the alchemy of flavor, hospitality, and heart. Uh, I don't know any other restaurant that, that has that as the driving factor to uplift the human spirit through the alchemy of flavor, hospitality, and heart. And so it is very much creating the ecosystem. When I um, travel the world and I speak on stage, um, that's where Armani and I met in, in Cancun. Um, uh, it's to share the Red Lantern story, to share the story of how that weaves into spiritual entrepreneurship. Um, I have a very famous brother called Luke Nguyen, who has a whole lot of cooking shows and cookbooks around the world. Um, Mark, who is the executive chef of Red Lantern, the father of my children, very passionate about um, sustainability and the ethics of what we eat. So everything that we do, we just weave into this beautiful ecosystem of, of, of what we've created because the life we live has to be the lessons that we teach and the lessons that we teach must be the life that we live. Amen. Yeah. Yes. That's just the connection with the spiritual piece. And then with what Amani said, I mean, you could look at food and you could look at restaurants in such a negative light, but you choose not to. Yeah, yeah, and and look the the, the book that you 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 speak of. I won debut writer of the year for it. It became an international bestseller. No one was more surprised than me. But what I did do was, it's a very dark and personal memoir. I share that story on stage as well, but I disguised it as a cookbook so that people would buy it. Yeah. <laughs> and so I think the three the three um, emotions that really connect human beings uh, on a very deep level is joy, love, and surprise. Joy, love, and surprise and so they buy that book as a cookbook and then they read it and they're like holy shit this is not a cookbook this is more <laughs> and so the beautiful recipes from my restaurant red lantern and then of course the um the the deep and uh, a personal memoir woven through so uh, they and once they've read it it's a, a a beautiful surprise for them which is full of love and joy brilliant Brilliant. So shout out also to Maureen Sloan. Thank you for watching. We appreciate you being here. Before I turn it over to you and let you ask us questions, I'm going to borrow two questions from someone I love, Jay Shetty. And he, he, he has a set of questions he asked. I love these two. So first is, what's the best advice you've heard or been given? Don't take yourself so seriously, Pauline. Mm -hmm. um, I, um, I, I can be serious. But I'm perpetually irreverent and perpetually playful and silly. Um, that's what keeps my spirit high. Um, but if you understood my history, we grew up very serious, very, very serious, you know, so much armor to protect myself, to keep myself in safe spaces, you know, but armor is heavy. Mm -hmm. Armor is heavy. And um, with the people who um, uh, learn from me and follow me, uh, because I'm so skilled now at de-armoring, I allow them also, I give them permission to de-armor themselves. And so mm -hmm. it's not doing this work is not about what other thing can I put on to, you know, make myself so big and shiny. It's like, no, no, what more can you take off? Take yeah. it all off so that you stand in your naked freaking glory of the true essence of who you are that's when the fun starts and it's like you mean i'm allowed uh, I, i'm allowed to do this it's like you, you you we are allowed in this life you are allowed um yes. and um it it gets fun because when everything matters matter is heavy matter is heavy so we we really embrace the lightness of being and um, we live a very very different life when that happens I love it. 
part two of this question is what's the worst advice you've heard or been given just do the one thing pauline <laughs> you know that one? You know that? do the one thing and it's like but i can actually do many things and do them well like yes. really really well mm. um and it's not about multitasking it's yeah. about being mastering one thing okay what's the next thing we master yeah. another thing. And so they think, you know, mastery is to be very disciplined and to be disciplined is to punish. I don't punish myself. I'm very disciplined, but disciplined is uh, to be a dis disciple, a disciple of life, a perpetual student of life. How can you be a perpetual student of life if you just do the one thing, if you just stay in the same suburb until the day you die, if you just have the same friends? And so that's the worst piece of advice I've been given. And Pauline, do the one thing, and I I refuse. <laughs> yes, as you should refuse. Amen. Yes. So now we're to the point of the show where we flip the script. So you can ask both me and Jenny a question, any question you want to, and we'll answer it. So who do you want to ask the question to first? I'm going to ask Jenny a question first. Okay. What is your no? Actually, if you were to think of a photograph. Mm -hmm. Think of a photograph now that means the most to you. Can you describe it to us and what and why does it mean the most to you? Hmm. So um, an actual photograph or I'm creating the photograph, Pauline? An actual photograph. It's, it's an insight into your, your past and, and what you treasure and value mm -hmm. and, and visualize. <laughs> Yep. I think it would be a photo of my sister, my mom, and me at the foot of um, a park at the um, kind of base of the um, Golden Gate Bridge in San Francisco with my two-year-old son, Charlie, and my sister holding my little nephew. And, and, and why does it mean the most to you? Some of the most important people to my life. And my mom is, is not well. So, so it's when she was well. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Jenny. So family, family is so important to you. I love that. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for sharing, Jenny. Yeah. Thank you. Amani, if you think back now at your childhood and it was either something someone told you or something you found out about. What is something about your childhood do you find the most surprising? Mm, the most surprising. Huh. I would say, so growing up, I played soccer and I played like really high level soccer and my teams would always, um, Did you know this Jenny? I didn't know this. <laughs> I didn't know this either. Uh -uh. Yeah, yeah. We always get to the championship game in like the state finals, or whatever. And we'd always lose. Wow. We would always lose. And my dad would always take me all over the country to play soccer. And he was always there at the games. And then he was a professor at college. He stole real estate, sold real estate also. And so what's surprising is two things. How did he make the time when he was working two or three jobs to travel to all my games and be there present consistently practices 
consistently, never, never wavered. That's one thing that's shocking with just how busy we are now. And I just don't know how I would fit it in. And then when we would come home from these games, you know, he would, he said later on, he said, I just really admire how resilient you are to be able to come back and not want to quit soccer after losing so many times at a high level and it being crushing defeats. So those will be two things that come to mind. That's amazing. And so it wasn't really uh, surprising about yourself, Amani. It was surprising about your father. I love mm -hmm. that. Um, and he did all that because you were a priority to him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Love that. Yeah. Um, so what I'll do is we have a couple more minutes. I'm going to do a little word association with you. Then I'm going to turn over to Jenny for her final questions. Then I'll ask my final questions. So when I say this word, just share with us the first Thing right, that comes to mind could be a, you, a word or a phrase, okay? Yeah. All right, the first word is courage. Courage is a love affair with the unknown. Generational trauma. Generational trauma can be ceased, should we wish. I, I'm direct experience of it. It's direct yes, evidence of it. Yeah. yeah, that's why I asked. Fresh fruit ice cream. To make sure that the, fr the fruit is actually fresh. <laughs> um, it is, fresh fruit ice cream is so much better than artificial flavored ice cream, right? Mm -hmm. Nice. The glamour. Avoid the glamour and the drama. <laughs> so what people, okay, just share really quickly. When, when I say the glamour, what does that mean to you? Because it has a special meaning for you. Uh, um, avoid drama. Uh, the First of all, drama. Uh, I, uh, those two go together. Uh, avoid drama. Avoid the drama and the glamour. The, the drama is um, the goal in life is not to get emotional and flustered. It's to remain centered and in homeostasis. We go there and then we come back. We go there and we come back. But to be caught up in the glamour of things, the, the the glamour is so superficial. We don't do superficiality. Glamour is superficial. It's it's surface. We we don't do high performance. We go deep performance. And so to, for something to be so glamorous, it's what else can I put on to make me glamorous? And so we avoid those things because what it, it's, it, it's, we don't do superficiality. It's, 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 it's false. So when you say glamour, I, I immediately think drama. What is glamour? Glamour is dramatic, right? Avoid drama and glamour. Yes. Amen. Final one, fear. Mm. I love you, my fear. <laughs> I love you, my fear. <laughs> what do I fear? I fear stagnation and lack of progress. I fear never reaching my potential and being average. I fear being forgotten the past yesterday's news. I fear giving up and being passed by, going softly into that good night. I fear letting those I love down, letting my self down i fear settling giving into the that's just the way it is mindset i fear dying without leaving my mark i fear not feeling these fears anymore and just floating along because these fears feed me they nourish my drive i love you my fear <laughs> yes if we were in a poetry reading we'd be snapping our fingers <laughs> wow. snapping our yeah. fingers go ahead Jenny. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, I, I, the one thing I didn't comment, and I really wanted to, Pauline, when I listened to your book, uh, your voice and how you speak, uh, it just... Oh, thank you. Even with yeah, the Australian accent. Ah, uh, but it's, oh, it's so, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a vibration. Yeah. Thank you. So You're welcome. So, Pauline, your last, I guess, as we start to close this out, yeah, how... What's kind of the lasting thing you'd like our listeners to remember when it comes to, you know, um, the spiritual side of entrepreneurship? There is so much um, energy and joy and happiness and playfulness. And when I say um, uh, live life with ease, it's not easy, but with ease this is all possible. It's all possible. It's accessible to us. We were born with it. It is that we fight so hard to hold on to what is not it. And so when we can change the frame of when, when we say, uh, it, it's too much, it's too much for me to do. It's like, no, no, it's actually already part of your inherent nature. It is, it is only you don't think it's accessible because you're fighting so hard to hold on to what not is versus what is already naturally in, uh, um, available to you. And if you want to go down this path, it's such a joyful path. And if you do the work, you get the pay. And when you get the pay, you get to play a very, very different game of life. And then the magic happens. And then you know what? The universe rewards you for living your truth. The universe rewards you. And then you get touched by the divine on a daily basis. You start to experience mysticism regularly. And then you get to live life with joy and happiness. Why? Because it's your birthright. It's your birthright. And when we can see life through a very different lens, it, it, it gives permission, right, to, for us to open the aperture. Yeah. The more awesome. perspectives we can hold, the more free we will become. Yeah. So my final two questions are really two part. It just has to do with advice. So advice for up and coming speakers, because I know you're a speaker coach who are looking to break into the speaking industry and thrive. What What's the question? What, what advice do you give? What advice do you give someone who's like trying to get into speaking and they just want to get into it, do the work, and thrive as a professional speaker? Yeah, um, I remember speaking to um, one of my um, students who first came to me, and I said, "Do you realize how? Are you prepared to put in the work? Do you realize how much? Because when we are." playing at this level of the game, we get paid very, very well. We get paid what, up to 30K USD for a one-hour keynote, right? You are going to want to put in the work. You are going to want to put in the work. What does the work involve? To really, really speak truth. People in the audience, they can smell the phony. That's why the life we live has to be the lessons that we teach. Make sure that everything you speak on stage and teach is in line and congruent with what you do. Why? Because you're, you're, you're not in service. You're not in service to people, you know. And so the first part is to get the story, to get the mastery right, to, act, to, to, to know your stuff so much 
that it doesn't feel like people doesn't you, you don't look like you've practiced it but you owe it to the client you owe it to the audience to get it so polished that it doesn't feel like you're just you know casual yeah. and blase about it so get the skill set the stagecraft the wordsmithing the tonality the cadence the non-verbals that's a skill set and a mastery piece you have to get that right that's a given yes that's a given but if I were to give you one piece of advice, which is um, something that um, I, I teach that I don't really hear everyone else teach, is that it's a given, you got to know your shit, right? So let's put it there. Let's park it there. That's a given. Amani, you can't be a DJ unless you know your music, unless you know your tech. Um, uh, Jenny, you can't be an integrative nut nutritionist unless you know all of that. That's a given. But... When we can understand this one very important universal law, it is what is a universal law? It's a law of the universe. It doesn't matter what gender, what race, where you are in the world, it is a universal law. And it is the universal law of supporters and challengers. Supporters and challengers. It doesn't matter how much you know your shit. It doesn't matter how good you are. There will always, always, always be supporters and there will always, always be challenges. Even mm -hmm. on this podcast, I'm absolutely certain that the law of supporters and challenges exists here. Mm -hmm. In the audience, you got to know your stuff. That's given. But when you know that in this audience, doesn't matter if it's 40 or 4,000 people, there will always be supporters and there will always be challenges, whether it's 50, 50, 60, 40, 70, 30, 80, 20, 90, 10. It doesn't matter, but there will always be supporters and there will always be challenges. When you know that, when you know that, we are no longer stressed about, oh, there were some people who didn't like me. It's the universal law. There will, it's a universal law. When we know that and we know our shit, there is no stress. There is no anxiety. What it is, we just get to play. <laughs> and then we just play. <laughs> Final question for you. If you could go back and talk to Pauline when you were, I think you were 17 when you left home. Yeah. And give her advice based on what you know now, what advice mm -hmm. would you give your younger self? Uh, baby girl, practice more joy. Choose thoughts that create more joy. You will always be held. Go forth. You will always be held. Thank you. So, Pauline, just thank you very much for such an amazing interview. I'm not surprised because I knew it. You just dropped so many gems on us, shared so much wisdom. So I'm just, <laughs> we're just forever grateful for you being on the show. And um, I just can't wait to see you again in person whenever you come back to the States. Um, so I just want to say thank you and give you a round of applause. Oh, and a round of applause for yourself, Amani and Jenny and your listeners. And feel free to check out my website and the courses that are coming up. Life will never be the same again. Yes, yes. And the best way for people to reach you besides your website is at LinkedIn, Instagram. Where should people find you? Uh, I'm, I'm, um, uh, I've been quiet on social media. I've been servicing my community. I've been busy doing that, but I'm, I'm back on track. I'm... Um, um, more active on LinkedIn and Instagram. Um, email me, uh, pauline-win.com. Uh, and um, I love to connect and ask me any questions from there as well.
Awesome, awesome. Round of applause. We'll put you back in the green room. So round of applause here for that. Yes. So, Ginny, amazing job as a co-host. Appreciate all the thought and time and energy you put into your questions and interacting. So thank you. It's been a pleasure for us to have you here with me. Any final thoughts from you? Oh, my gosh. I feel like Pauline just gave the power back to us. Yes. So thank you for allowing me to be a part of this and, and to meet Pauline. We have your Instagram scrolling on the bottom there. So it's Shift Life Jenny. So people, please follow Jenny there on Instagram. Also, make sure you follow our Venture and Business Live LinkedIn page. Um, it's there. Just search Venture and Business Live on LinkedIn. And then next week, Mandy will return from the Caribbean. We're so jealous. And we will have Tim Mulligan with us next Monday. So excited to have Tim on the show. Um, thank you all for watching, listening live and the recording. We will see you all next week. Thank you for tuning in to Adventures in Business. Don't forget to rate and review our podcast on the platform that you're currently listening it on. And don't forget to share it with your friends and anybody that might be as much of the business nerds as Amani and I are. See you next time for another captivating interview.